0: How's it going, everybody? This is Manips and Sips uh, with Jeremy Boyd and Brandon Cruz. We're here uh, yet again to talk about uh, this time uh, new grads entering the workforce, um, and I will talk about kind of uh, some new endeavors that have happened uh, in, in our lives. Jeremy, I know in the last uh, podcast we had, you had mentioned that you hired, um, you know, your first uh, employee. It wasn't a PT. It was, uh, you know, front desk personnel, but a new hire nonetheless. And I uh, recently just hired a new grad PT who is one of my interns uh, from a, the university that I teach at as well. So someone I've seen grow over the past uh, really two years. Uh, so I figured, you know, with the boards just passing by and a lot of uh, PTs, you know, graduating and, you know, passing. So congrats to everybody out there who just passed. Uh, we'd have a little episode on maybe what to look for and, and what maybe some new employers look for uh, in, in the workforce here. Uh, but, uh, Jerry, yeah, you got anything
1: to add to that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just some obviously some things to look for. We have some, you know, personal stories. Uh, I had some interesting. Ride as a new entry level uh, PT. And uh, I guess I'll take you guys through that. And uh, yeah, I took uh, my first employee, but it was, uh, it was a good, uh, he's a jack of all trades. I want to label him as just for personnel, not front office personnel. But um, yeah, just kind of help out some things, maybe help some of our viewers uh, skip the speed bumps on the career life uh, that maybe uh, you and I hit. Uh, and that way uh, it's a little bit smoother sales for everybody. Uh, but I guess we should uh, first talk about our traditional uh, drinks here. Uh, I guess I'll go first for a change. Um, I'm drinking Morning Glory. It's an espresso <laughs> stout by Old Dominion, which is in uh, Dover, De- Delaware. Uh picked it because I'm more of a stout guy, actually, or porter stout. That's what I'm into right now but morning glory is the name of a tea that my dad mentioned when we were kids that that's what they used in college. I don't know if it was a uh, slang for drugs, but apparently you drank this magical tea and right around finals. And they are up for like seven straight days. He claims it's banned now, but as a kid, I was like, Oh, that's gotta be a strong tea. But now I, I think that's some sort of performance enhancers, but, uh, that's why I picked it. It's a pretty good. It tastes like you know any other espresso stout that you'd get. You expect uh, and to go along with my other little tradition of all the lovely brewery cups uh, that I have, and what I'm drinking out of today's backwards flag, which is in Forked River. Uh, it might be one of my the favorite breweries inside. Um, it, what it's, so it's owned by veterans of, of different, uh, military branches. So it's kind of got a, uh, military vibe to it, uh, pays, um, homage and to all our, uh, troops out there and all our veterans. So I really appreciate going there. We support them. Uh, so it was really cool. I definitely recommend people to check it out. They had really good beer there as well. So, um, yeah. So, on that note, thank you to all the troops and all our veterans out there. I'll pass it off to you, Brandon.
0: You always have such a detailed reason and history behind what what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not nearly as uh, sophisticated as you are. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this next name. It's deep already. So, <laughs> let's see. This is a Friday night, just, just for everybody uh, listening there. Uh, this is a 12-year-old... Scottish whiskey the Macallan. All right. So that's kinda of what I'm drinking today. And uh that's pretty much all I got. It's uh it's from Scotland and the I guess the oak cast that it's uh it's uh aged in is from uh Spain. So that that's the detail of mine. But uh with that I guess I guess we'll get going. Yeah, we'll
1: have to work on your uh, Scottish accent for uh, future episodes um, there, um... but uh we're we'll, we'll we'll, getting one out, out of me so <laughs> i can't um,
0: even do a spanish accent
1: oh, there you go uh, that's true i can't do an uh, egyptian accent so that's okay um, but yeah uh, you want to start so i guess uh with your story and then i uh, can guess go into mine then we can talk about you know what we look for as both employers and what you know new grads should look for
0: yeah, uh, I'm gonna forego my story for a little bit. I'm gonna kind of just jump into what uh, I've been getting a lot. So as you know, and I don't know about our audience, but I uh, am my uh, adjunct professor at Rutgers University, their DPT program. Uh, I take interns around, and obviously, we- Jeremy, you and I together. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to to be exposed to a lot of students over the past couple of years as well, you know, both in the classroom and, you know, during the courses and in the clinic level. And now that they're all graduating and the passion tests, I've been getting phone calls uh, from several of them kind of asking what they should do next, uh, you know, and asking, you know, me for my guidance, which, which is very humbling. But I would say the first thing a lot of, you know, grads need, need to do is, you know kind of figure out what it is they're looking for. you know the why and what they're doing it. It's a lot to take in you know uh, you know first entering the workforce. everybody probably has a lot of debt to to pay off so everybody's stressed about how to pay back loans and I think that'll be part two of this uh, this podcast here uh, kind of trying to address some of those that, that financial burden. but you know people are wondering should they you know take the highest paying job get mentorship for what, what kind of job should they look for? Uh, you know, how many hours is it good for, you know, all these different types of things. Should they ask for benefits, this, that, and the other. So, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, what, what do you want? Do you want to be really good at your craft and hone your craft? Uh, do you want to make a, a lot of money so you can try and pay off some debt? Do you want to try and find something in the middle? Are there ways to, you know, have your cake and eat it too? So, you know, I would say that's the the biggest thing I, I would recommend for somebody is just kind of figure out what it is that they want. And even for some people, figuring out what setting it is you want. You know, some people come out of school and don't even know, do they want to go outpatient, inpatient, acute care, neuro, whatever else is out there. You know, do they open up their own practice? You know, so a lot of big decisions to make, but definitely, you know, take it. I always advise everybody to take it, you know, three months at a time. Everything kind of happens in three-month uh, increments, especially in school. Uh, at least for, for Rutgers, it's the last year. It's pretty much a 10-week, a 12-week, a 12-week internship. So you're pretty much transitioning every two-and-a-half, three months. Then you graduate. You have about two-and-a-half, three months before you, you take your boards. Then you got got a, mo- a weird month off, and then you're, you know, entering the workforce and at which point that first three or four months when you're entering your first new job, there's a lot of transition that's happening. You're learning how to, you know, work for the first time, uh, you know, be a, a functioning member of society, working 40, 50 hour weeks, handling a full caseload, uh, handling coworkers, handling a bunch of different personalities, learning how to do documentation, learning how to do it on time. That in itself is exhausting and that's kind of where you need to start, and I know I just covered a lot of different things in there, so I'm going to take a little break and pass it off to you, Jeremy, and and we'll come back and uh, revisit some of uh, what I just said in in smaller chunks. So, Jeremy, I think you had a a couple stories you wanted uh,
1: to share. Yeah, and it kind of goes into exactly what you said, and I guess there'll be a real-life story of how I probably should have applied those things, or kind of did, and May have not turned it out my favor early on, but overall, in the long run, it kind of did. So, I uh, let's see how it started. I had my final internship uh, or a fill with a sports uh, private practice, an amazing one, Elite Sports Physical Therapy, uh, uh, under Dr. Sharon Wentworth up in Tintin Falls, and they offered me a position following it. Um, however, I also... Um my first CI was working for a private practice in South Jersey, uh down in Violin. And the owners actually gave me a like a small scholarship uh, that was very helpful. I was very grateful for while I was in PT school and I got to know them as well. And they always said, you know, you're kind of our ideal candidate and if you know, if we brought you on there we'd talk about some sort of ownership and when I got into PT school, um, I was one of those early admits from high school was, you know, ownership was something I always dreamed about. So, you know, to get a head start of it, out of that when I was right out of school would have been, you know, a dream come true. So, um, however, they, it wasn't the best time for them. They had to wait a little bit. So I try to wait and I guess the terms was, you know, um, hate to be frank, but I had to shit or get off the pot. Uh, So I kind of hung out on the pot for a little bit too long. Uh, The LEAP found actually an amazing therapist for them as well, Um, Dr. Cat. She's perfect for them. So I was kind of left in the other place. They they didn't grow to the point where they could bring me on board. So I was looking for something that in my passion of sports and orthopedic physical therapy – Uh, And I found a place that I thought was they had a massive gym. They said that they had mentorship, um, that they're evidence based. So I, you know, took that position, uh, paid better than most of the other places I was interviewing at. So I took it and within about a day or two days, I knew it wasn't the place for me. Uh, unfortunately i just kind of knew something was fishy uh not to go against them you know everyone has their own style but i kind of got like grew up or was raised in a my fills where you had your own clients uh you developed a rapport with them you applied your manual therapy um or your sports therapy and to each one of them and it wasn't like kind of a free-for-all so at this place, I wasn't able to keep any of my clients or some people I was meeting for the first time as they getting discharged. So it wasn't how I wanted to be, and I didn't get as much mentorship as I wanted. So I started looking, Uh it took about five months before uh, I found the next place, which I'm blessed that they brought me on board at BSR Physical Therapy. And they I was either going to go to a sports residency, I actually got into one, or with them, and they were emphasizing orthopedics. Um, and that they would support me in doing that and pay for it. So I actually went with them over the sports and it turned out very well for me. I had a great couple years with them, but you know, I had to go through my trials and tribulations, um, prior to that sort of thing. But as Brandon was saying, you really have to, I'm now also at the point where, you know, people, my former students, I had two students, I'll give a shout out to them, Chris Bailey, and michelle corpus who both passed their uh boards uh just about a week ago uh where they're asking for you know people are asking for advice and everything like that it's like you really need to figure out what you want to do you get the choice and i understand more than anyone you know that you have a lot of student debt um it's just i guess kind of part of the process of you know physical therapy unfortunately um badly yeah yeah we'll talk more about that i guess the next time and I decided to do more kind of going down the route that you did, Brandon, where I wanted to really pursue my passion. Uh, I wanted to be like my previous mentors and stuff. And that's open doors, you know, where, you know, we're at the level of ownership. Uh, We teach at, you know, multiple colleges or universities. So, you know, you just got to, you have to look at the big picture, you know, you got to do what's going to make you happy every day versus, you know, grinding it out. At least that's my advice to the new grads is you know look at the big picture you know it's a you know it's good to get that debt out but you know you want to do what you're really passionate about and you want to be able to go into work every day and be like this isn't work. minus documentation i don't think there's any way around the fun of the lack of fun of documentation but you know.
0: yeah i always say our job would be uh or our profession would be the best if it wasn't for that uh, documentation and, uh, if I just like can throw on one other thing before I forget, cause, uh, you know, my memory, uh, you talk about, you chose between sports and ortho. And this is a question I get a lot from, uh, new grads, especially do, you know, do sports or ortho sports or ortho. You need to understand sports is a subset of ortho. It's a subspecialty of ortho to be good at sports. You need to know your orthopedics. So if there's any question, be, you know, between the two, I'm choosing ortho all day, and then I can learn the sports stuff after, especially in the climate that we're in. There's not a lot of sports gigs out there. When I say sports gigs, I mean professional, maybe even some collegiate level. Your general sports or quote-unquote sports ortho clinics, they're orthopedics, and they see a sport population, and it's a small percentage. So be good at your ortho first, and I'll just kind of leave it at that right now. But I just wanted to
1: throw it in there before I forgot. I agree. I I completely agree with you. And I I kind of had to make that decision. Is you know I really wanted to do sports, and then I got into a sports residency. But you know I was looking like you know what uh, I was leaning towards that kind of orthopedic manual side, and I'm so glad I went down that route uh, versus pure sports. And then I, mean, I don't think I would have dipped back into orthopedics. And you really do need to know your your ortho before you get to your sports. Um, a lot of the techniques, I believe the orthopedics is more developed towards your rehab versus your sports. Um, if it's truly sports is more towards triage and immediate acute care injuries. And once you're a on field sports, you know, therapist, which is few and far between, you know, you want to probably develop your craft on fixing people more than, all right, you got a skin wound or you need a spine board and so that sort of stuff. Correct. Uh, so. Spot I ha- hashtag sportsopedics. I say go with orthopedics first, then sports. So I agree with you. Yep. So um any other advice that you have for our new grads out there there, Brandon?
0: Well uh, I guess to piggyback off of and uh, not piggyback, but just kind of continuing on from before, once you I guess you find out what it is that you want to do. Uh, it's now, you know, do you, do you find a place with mentorship? Uh, that's a big question I get, you know, and a lot of people also want that high pay. And I'm not saying that we're not deserving of high pay. And the reason for requesting high pay is not because you have a lot of student debt. Uh, employer doesn't care about that. Unfortunately, just being real with you. Uh, so it's kind of finding the, the in-between balance of, of you know finding some mentorship if that's what you want and those are the quite and I, I speak based on some of the questions I've been getting especially recently uh, versus you know going out and making a lot of money now I think you can have both and whether it's this one or the, or the next one uh, where I'll, I'll kind of really divulge but I'll, I'll touch upon it a little bit here I mean you can definitely get a good job where you get, you know, some type of mentorship, you know, whether it's uh, an in-house kind of mentorship or residency, or you actually formally go out and get your residency, and then still have enough time to, you know, pick up a per diem job where you're making $50, $60 an hour, you're working, you know, 10 to 20 hours on the side uh, to make up some some extra uh, dividends. I mean, you guys are coming out 25, 26 years old, 27, you know, you've been in school for three years, you should be hungry and ready to work and not be afraid to work 50, 60 hour weeks uh, in the beginning. I'm not saying burn yourself out, but definitely, you know, that first year, that first two years is really about just absorbing and learning as much as possible and getting that hands on experience that you need. Uh, you know, I do hear um, and, and see, you know, these I guess students coming out, you know, expecting to work, you know, 40 hour weeks or, or something like that, or maybe even less. And it's, you know, that's just not realistic. So I will be blunt and say you, you need to have the true expectations uh of what there there is out there, uh, and if it is you know the high pay you want that's fine go go find that job that pays a lot of money or you know what put your money where your mouth is and go out and, and open up your job uh, or your own uh, your own office there's no problem in in opening your own office and Jeremy, like you, I had that option in the beginning to open up right out of school, actually partner with somebody. And not even just buy into it like yours. But, and I was very close to doing it. And just for me, I I just didn't feel ready to take all that in because, like I said before, just becoming a a staff level PT uh, is a lot in the beginning. And I know I wanted to learn how to treat patients first. So I kind of chose, well, in my eyes, the best of both routes um, and being able to, you know, pick the job that I did have do my residency and I did some other things on the side but you know I was able to make the best of it and
1: make good coin uh, and still get the mentorship and learn how I needed to learn yeah um, totally I mean I, I'm i sure a lot of our viewers may have heard like I, I think uh, um, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this I talked to Gene who has his own podcast media uh, and everything like that I remember messaging him and he's just like uh, start your own place. I was like, well, no, I really want to learn. I I've always had this thing of, you know, I had great great instructors. I want to, you know, speed up the process to gain them. He's like, start up your own place. He's get, he gave me some great advice, but yeah, I I guess I didn't exactly listen. I did like maybe start my business maybe a little earlier than I expected in some ways, Um but you know, I was like, you know what, I I want my cake in it too. I want to start when I'm fairly young, but I do want to get that mentorship. I do want to go through residency. I want to say, you know, I am, you know, you know, I have the skill to treat someone without, you know, direct supervision from anyone. So uh, that's kind of what I did. And, doing that has led to so many other doors to kind of open up for me with, with teaching and, you know, being on with you and everything like that. I believe this podcast and those sort of things. So just taking it into the big picture of things. So um, yeah, it's definitely daunting when you first come out. Um, but, you know, again, looking at what your future, what you want your future to be, you know, you have to put the right steps in and, Um, damn
0: i will say some some piece of advice here uh when looking for a new job don't be afraid to negotiate a salary Mm -hmm. or if it's not salary don't be afraid to negotiate some time off or extra continued education money or um you know different uh work schedule than what is normally given or provided. Maybe you work four 10 hour days, which gives you three days off and that allows you to go do something else or work somewhere else. Uh, there's, you know, many different ways to try and negotiate or leverage a a position. And I think, uh, some new grads tend to, um, or not even new grads, just PTs in general tend to just kind of take what's, what's given to them. Um, so there's, there's definitely wiggle room in, in negotiating that can, can be done, you know, knowing your value and what you bring to the table, uh, yes, we, you know, we, you and I definitely advocate and promote continuing education and furthering, you know, the profession and, and our self-development. But also understand that we come out with uh, with a lot of knowledge and, and a pretty good skill set. So you know, don't be afraid of that. Uh, something else, I guess, to to look out for or to ask is, you know, perhaps ask the shadow um, or sit in on half a day or a day at the clinic that you're interviewing or about to sign on for, see if what you asked for is really happening instead Mm -hmm. of kind of getting that curveball that you got, um, or a lot of other clinicians get, they go in, they're promised the world. And then it's, you know, one eighty of what they
1: were told. Yep. That's, uh, that's why I do for my second job, uh, and where I stood for a a period of time was, uh, I was like, all right, no, I'm not gonna get fooled by this again. Um, i stayed and i hung out with them on a friday and they they i remember they came back and apologized like that's not how it normally was it it was a little bit busier than that i was like oh my god this is this is this is so much better than where i was i mean if that's bad then you know this is paradise to me and uh um you know there's just certain things to look for you know if they're offering you six figures of salary and no continuing education or very minimal. You got to kind of think, you know, where's their value and do they want you to grow or do they want you to be there kind of, you know, you know, just kind of work for them and sort of stuff or uh, another thing that I thought was good when I was looking around was um, actually looking up the clinicians, you know, if you, especially if you're going down the route of mentorship, you know, go do a, a little search on the, on the place itself and see, you know, what are the clinicians up to? What are they advocating? Are they trained? Are they experienced? Will they be able to give adequate mentorship? And, you know, if you plug in their names and stuff into the, I believe, SFSBTFSPPT, or, you know, our licensing uh, like for us, it's NJ consumer affairs is there any red flags against them? You know, there's one place where I was interviewing at first and the person that was going to, you know, offer me a position actually had a lot of fraudulent charges for, you know, uh, like almost illegal billing. And he kind of mentioned, he's like, Oh, we had like six offices at once. And, you know, it was too much. So I downscaled, which I was like, Oh, it's kind of weird, but, you know, looked up his stuff and he got hit pretty hard. And, you know, you can find this stuff out. So make sure you do some research on who you're going to spend, you know, 40, 50, 60 hour weeks with.
0: Yeah. I'll throw in, you said, look up, uh, I guess other clinicians or your future colleagues. And I'll say, look, and as if you're looking for mentorship, I would say, look up at the FSBPT, um, or even APTA and see if, you know, people have the designations behind their name. Um, you know, whether it's a C, OMT, uh, OCS, SCS, even a CSCS, though. That's not in the PT world exclusively. Uh, look for some credentials that have shown that that individual has taken some effort and time to hone their craft, whether they were in the residency or not. The fact that they've taken two, three, four months out, five months out, um, to try and better themselves uh, is commendable and and is what this profession needs. Uh, And I will say this uh, and you know, I don't care who comes after me after this one, if you're getting credentials or quote unquote certification or a certificate after a weekend course, and you put those initials after (laughs) your name, uh, that is not, that is, that is just not an advanced certification. If I can get a certification on a weekend, that is, to me, not enough. Uh, that's not just what really this profession needs. That's not to say don't take those or that they're bad courses to take. But if that's the only thing that's behind your name, then I'm probably going to question that that a little bit. That's just my personal bias because I've seen that around, and it, uh, to me, it's just
1: it kind of boils my my skin a little bit. No, I, I I totally agree with you, and I think that's you know led to the APTA kind of making the statement that you know we shouldn't put any letters after our names and um, it's because you get the whole as we call the alphabet soup afterwards I mean you do one month of courses you can have 10 letters 15 letters and what does that really mean is that you Mm -hmm. showed up and you had good attendance and hell half the time the instructors will borderline give you the answers for their little quiz at the end and that's not showing higher learning and high level thinking, nothing. Exactly. And we, we need more than that. And, you know, obviously we're biased towards specializations and everything like that, but the rest of the medical world is, you know, um, you wouldn't go get your knee ACL operated by OBGYN or your standard primary care physician. Why should that be the case in physical therapies? You know, you know you know physical therapy school does provide a great amount of knowledge in the time in the limited time that they have you but it's you know there's more to it to learning and even after these specializations to say hey i'm done and stuff you know it's great you did it um but there's still more and you're not just shortchanging yourself you're shortchanging shortchanging your, your your clients so i couldn't agree with you more that you know we need more and I think, you know, it's nothing's better than to start off your career being with those type of individuals who who are hungry themselves and will, you know, kind of pass that off to you. And that's how it was at my second place and, or my first clinical internship uh, in all my internships, but definitely where I worked at uh, was with people who are hungry and it just made my hunger to learn more and more and more, go all that much more, more than probably if I was just by myself. Yeah, yeah, pretty much uh,
0: agree on everything you say there. Uh, I don't know if uh, I have anything else to say off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty of things that I- I'm missing, mm. uh, but I definitely wanted to highlight, at least in this podcast, some of the big points that <laughs> that people were, have been asking me and I think we covered them, but if, you know, if anybody has any other questions, please feel free to, to reach out to us, email us, DM us, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you have anything else, um, that you ha- wanted to, uh, you know, talk about, but.
1: Yeah, now I think, I think we hit the major points, obviously. I'm sure this can go into multiple episodes and stuff, but. I think we we uh, did a good job of, you know, highlighting some things that you should definitely look for. So, I got nothing left to say after this. All right, I guess uh, we're wrapping up another
0: segment here. And uh Jeremy, you you always do a good job of uh
1: rattling off our, our handles where we can be reached. I just want to wrap up with that, please. Yeah, uh so um obviously if you have any questions, comments, concerns or anything like that, um you yeah, know, feel free to reach out to us our uh, free free to give us some recommendations on some future drinks. Uh, our personal handles are at Dr. B underscore Cruz for Brandon. Mine is at the decent doctor or our business pages are at pursue PT now and tri- uh at trifecta therapeutics or on Instagram and Facebook. We do have a podcast page of at Minips and Sips. Uh, that's, I believe all of them. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. And uh, thank you for listening in and uh, signing off for now. All right, guys. Thank you and have a good night.